I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, I'm a real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Happy Friday. Andrew Alliance is back this week. We'll find out what's going on with him. And you know, since we're so curious here, we're nerding out on some fun stuff today. Origins of common sayings. This is going to be really interesting. Plus our, you know, usual movie, TV, gaming reviews, all that. I forgot to wish you all happy Easter last week because, you know, I'm just not even really sure what month this is anymore. Let's move on with the show. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Translator fixed. Let's rock it. Uh, welcome to the Real Brian Show. Thank you for joining us. I am the Real Brian. <laughs> Dude, does that sound? Did that sound actually mean let's rock it? Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it means. I was trying to say that, and of course it didn't work out. So I had to turn my translator back on. Yes. <laughs> That's what it means. Has anybody ever wondered, you know, you watch Galaxy Quest and you're just like, I wonder what she was trying to say there. She was trying to say, let's rock it. Let's rock it. Yeah. Let's rock it. That's it. Yeah. Welcome, Captain. How are you doing? I'm awesome, man. How are you doing? Can you tell I sound a little different today? Yeah, I know. Everybody's having internet problems these days because, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know. Yeah, I'm rocking this on my phone, my iPhone 7, my iPhone 7. You want to know what's interesting is your cell phone actually doesn't sound as bad as I thought it would. I mean, it's not as good as your normal awesome microphone. And of course, you know, you don't have one of these awesome studio microphones. You don't sound as good as you do when you're here. But um, the fact that you cancel out the echoes in that massive studio just never sees me. Well, Jabba the Hutt does a little bit of help to kind of, you know, the lifestyles. Lifestyles. Oh, he absorbs. Yeah, you're right. That's right. (laughs) I can't say sized. I'm saying lifestyles. It's one of those, those years. Is it? Is it me? Everybody's like, 2020 is going to be a great year. Thanks a lot, people. Good job. It was. It was. Well, it's, it's still going to be. It's going to end well. Mark my words. It's going to end in a great way. We're going to have a great end of this year. It's going to be awesome. Guess who's back? Dude. Dude. I can't. Who's back? Andrew Alliance. Welcome back. What's up, man? Thanks for having me back, man. I appreciate it, man. Dude. It's been since, so I'm thinking like, oh, you know, it was like last year sometime, not that long ago since you've been on the show. September yeah. of 2018, man. Oh, wow. That's okay. Not not okay. Episode 131, nah. not okay. No, we're. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. We're going to make this a weekly thing. So see you next week. Is that good? Yeah. Hey, man, if you want to have me next week, I'm down. I'm definitely down to talk about yeah, what, what we're doing. Every week. You're here. No, no, I'm kidding. We don't want to do that to you, but um, I definitely want to have you back a lot more often. I appreciate that, man. Seriously. You know, I was on your show, so thank you last week. Yep. Man, we had fun. Good times. Yeah. Today, good, you good know excuse to talk, talk some gaming when you're on, Andrew. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> we didn't get to talk really any gaming on your show, and I thought, well, we definitely got to talk gaming on this show, so we will. No, nah, we're talking about some some cool stuff, self-awareness and 
you know, podcasting, audio quality, all that fun stuff. It was good. The self-awareness thing kind of, I think, caught us both by surprise. We just kind of started talking and then it was like, whoa. Yeah, you put me on a spot, man. I, so I that even, even became its own clip and <laughs> I, I cut that into, into its own thing. So I made that available on YouTube. Yeah. Wait, wait. wait. Oh, I haven't even seen that yet. Oh, no. Is that the which yeah, clip it was, like was that? a minute and 30 seconds or something. It was just okay. like, hey, man, well, how do we become this? You put me on the spot. So I was oh, like, oh, yeah. Let's let's roll with it. I didn't even know where it was going with it. It's just one of those things, you know, you start talking and you're like, wow, where did that come from? I don't even remember. I'm lost right now. <laughs> what were you guys talking about? Self-awareness. So we, we, we were talking about <laughs> podcasting stuff. So the title of the that particular show was How to Sound Amazing featuring I Am The Real Brian. And somehow we started talking about, you know, self-awareness and not being fake and that kind of uh, stuff. So and, you know, we just roll with it. Huh. Just in general, self-awareness. Yep. How to become more self-aware. Yeah. Which, interestingly, we talked about last week about how to be real and, you know, can you really truly be real and do people actually really want to know how real you are? So, yeah, it kind of jumped off. It was right about that same time that we did his show that we recorded last week's show as well. So, yeah, I was in fact, it probably makes sense. I'm going to post a link to your episode in the show notes. It would make sense to listen to last week's Real Brian show and also Andrew's show because that way you can get a feel for like the whole conversation, the whole thought process. No, that's a good idea, but I don't even know if you guys are real. So that's true. Well, that's true. Well, I know Andrew's real. I've seen Andrew and I've seen you, Captain. But I hear voices coming through a phone right now. That's all. (laughs) That's all I know. Isn't this true? Is that any different from just life in general, like hearing voices? Captain, mm. you usually do just hear voices, right? Yeah, for- <laughs> think about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess what? Coming up on Monday. Are you ready for this? Garrett Wong, Megan Elise coming back. Yes. So I hope you, first of all, got a chance to catch up on past unleashed episodes. There were four I mentioned last week. We took a break this week in order to kind of give you a catch up. Had a lot coming at you. Took a break. All right. Monday's back. We've got another unleashed episode. So Garrett Wong, by the way, for those of you who are like, Garrett, Garrett, sounds familiar. He played Captain. I'm kidding. Captain. <laughs> we tried to make him a captain, but nobody ever wanted. Forever Ensign. All right. He's forever. Ensign Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager. So he and his wife, Megan, are joining me on Monday to chat again, do some catch up. You remember that amazing story four years ago. He shared that about the flight attendant, the angry one. Yeah. And yeah like people still talk about that today. That story. He's got two new stories he's going to share that oh, are good. equally as good, if not a little better. So check that out. And of course, we've been wanting to get his insight on Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Discovery, new Trek in general. Awesome. Oh, he's going to have wait. some fantastic insight. I've been looking forward to having him back on for a long time. So that's really exciting for me. Yeah. So join us on Monday. It's going to be fun. All right, Andrew, dude, tell us Yo. what is up. What's new, man? It's been apparently a year and a half. <sighs> yeah, well... <laughs> A lot of podcasts, right? So we're at 536 now. Dang. So we've been cooking a little bit. Got some more stuff coming out. We're trying to be safe, food shopping, you know, not as often as we used to. So we kind of stacked up over the weekend. Easter was cool. Uh, Wife is good. My daughter's good. Everybody's good. You know, people are a little bummed. You know, it's it's my daughter's senior year. So a lot of stuff that she won't be able to participate in. So we're trying to you know, navigate that. She's still in contact with her friends, which is great. So she's able to do that. 
Teachers are providing school content via video conferencing. So that's happening. My wife is an online tutor, so she's doing her thing with mathematics and that. So we're just trying to stay busy and normal at the same time. Good. So uh, remote stuff has always been part of our lives. I think uh, remote workers are getting a lot more respect now because they realize that (laughs) it's not as easy to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, to to create and produce and, and publish and distribute. So now the world has seen how we've been doing our stuff for a long time. So a, a lot of that, you know, Dude, a lot so of trying me, to Let be, me jump in on that, know. man. Do you know how sure. many people always come to me and say, well, you know, you work from home. What do you do all day? Do you, don't you have a lot of free time? Right. Not kidding. They've been saying that to me for years, right? And then recently, you know, when this whole COVID thing happened, I've actually gotten people say, so I assume you're like, not that busy anymore. You're probably just sitting around all day long. What are you doing? Are you bored? And I'm like, I've been busier. Are you kidding me? Thankfully, by the way, thankfully, but I'm just like, why does everybody assume that because I work from home, like I'm just sitting around doing nothing and I'm just totally, I I should be available at the drop of a hat for anyone at all times. So thank you, Andrew. You're right. Now the people are working from home. They're kind of like, Oh gosh, this is a lot harder. Yeah. It's like, it's like the gamer stuff, right? You're a gamer, but I'm also a marketer, a publisher. I, I distribute content. Yeah. I have to do PR for myself, right? All yeah. these things. That, marketing. Uh, you that, said marketing, right. finance, accounting, right. everything. Exactly. Yeah. And so if you just look at just one aspect of what we do, you don't have respect for the other aspect of it. And I think that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate that now. I mean, not that I'm trying to rub it on anybody's face, of course, but I'm glad people are finally starting to go, oh, okay. Wow. You know, and you know, the whole Zoom thing too. Everyone's like, wow, this is cool. Zoom. I'm like, yeah, we've been using stuff like this for years. So <laughs> it's, it's good. I mean, honestly, yeah, you're right. I, I'm glad you brought that perspective. So, all right, well, good. I'm glad things are going. I was going to ask you, Andrew, you still like your family? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Do you know how many <laughs> stories I've heard of people who have like, so now that I've been working from home and all that, I realize that I don't like my kids and I'm, I'm laughing yeah. and they're like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> like, I really don't like my kids. I, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That's that's not good. But I've heard a lot of horror stories lately with people and their yeah. families. And here's a correlation. Tell me if you think I, I don't I don't have any kids. Captain doesn't have any kids either. So we can't speak from experience, but this is me observing. So you can you can answer this. My observation is that Parents who give their kids boundaries, responsibilities, they teach them organization like, hey, pick up your toys when you're done playing with them at the end of the day, keep, you know, make your bed, keep your room clean, you know, responsibilities essentially, right? All of that, like parents who enforce that within reason versus parents who, you know, really don't, I mean, I'm not even saying that they don't entirely, but it's just, it's a lot looser, you know, the parents that enforce those things. Their kids are, are, you know, I mean, it's hard on everybody, of course, but the kids are fine and the families are happy and everybody's surviving fine. Maybe they're even thriving. The parents that are loose on those things, boundaries and responsibilities and all that, I feel like they're the ones who are at their wits end. Their kids are like crazy in chaos right now and everybody's about to kill each other. That's the correlation hmm. I'm seeing right now, almost 100% across the board. Do you hmm. have any, it's just an well, observation too. I'm not sure 100%, but it just seems like it. So, so even during this time, this COVID time, it's allowed me to be a little bit more compassionate. I know we sure. were talking about how I'm perceived and a lot of it is right that I could be uh, mean. And we talked about that on the show a little bit, but it's allowed me to be more compassionate and just to be more aware of what's happening with my daughter or my wife. So sure. uh, even for internet for my daughter, the internet goes off for her at 8, 15 PM, right? Mm-hmm. 
So she has homework that she needs to do and the internet gets cut off and she knew she had to do a particular project. I'm like, well, you should manage your time better. The internet's ah. been on ever since 10 a.m. today. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's 8.15 p.m. That's a lot of hours between 10 and 8.15. So what's your excuse, right? <laughs> so I think that having those particular boundaries in place and, and even after the internet is off, she has her phone. So she's talking to her friends and stuff like that. But just be mindful of the conversations that you're having. Dishes are her, so she has to do the dishes. And mm -hmm. if they're not done, like, what are you doing? It's not like you went to school today, right? Sure. So uh, <laughs> Interesting. So things like that. So we, we try to be loose, but at the same time, stern on the things that we've already put in place. Well, no, I mean, those are boundaries that I don't hear a lot of people have anymore. Yeah. But you again, you're fine. Like, you guys aren't killing each other. Granted, I know she's no, a little no, older. No, no. I think young kids are probably truly having a hard time with their energy and stuff, but... Right. I, I don't know. I just, I was thinking that and I got to thinking, well, I don't know if a, if a child's room and play area is disorganized, won't they be more chaotic mentally? Cause mm. I, I mean, I know I would in general. All I know is that this entire situation is going to result in a lot of doctoral theses in psychology yeah. and socioeconomics, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, this for sure. Interesting social experiment that we're all going through, whether we like it or not. So yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be neat to read about the ramifications of this whole thing sure. in the years to come. Well, yeah, it's exposing a lot too. Like people who fall in love with work and forget the home life. Yeah. So now they're forced to try to learn or reintroduce themselves to their spouses, right? Yeah. So yeah. you have situations that's happening with that and friction among families too. Oh sure. Now, it's been For interesting. Sure. I I mean, of course I want everybody to survive and thrive through this, you know, hundred percent. And I keep encouraging people. And I think what you just said, they're having a lot of grace is a good thing because, yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of just not in normal situations and we want everybody to be nice to each other. <laughs> but boundaries are good, too. I mean, really, I think no matter what, boundaries are great. In fact, that's something I've been thinking about and having conversations with others about. If you guys have no boundaries on each other and you're literally seeing each other 24 hours a day now when you didn't used to, you got to set some boundaries. And like, I, I'm always telling Sarah, I'm like, you need some alone time. I'm, I'm going to go now, <laughs> you know, because mm. she does. <laughs> and I don't mean like she's going crazy. I'm like, I need her to have that time because I see her all the time now. And although I'm still beyond amazed right now, believe me, that, you know, I go from seeing her a few hours a day to now seeing her all the time. And we're fine. Thankfully, yeah. totally thankful for that. But we are giving each other boundaries and not jumping down each other's throats or anything. Just like, you know, we're, we're good. We're good. We can come. We can do this. So good. Andrew, I'm glad things are going well for you. What are you nerding out on right now, man? Right now, I recently just discovered this app called uh, Chocolatey, which is um, a package manager. I used to use Linux and Ubuntu um, mm -hmm. maybe a couple of years back. But this particular package manager is for Windows. So it allows me to update all my apps like at the same time. Oh. And that's been really, really fun. You open up the PowerShell and then say, you know, Choco install GIMP, which is the image thing, right? Mm -hmm. And it just pulls the file, it downloads the file, installs it, and you know, all in one shot. I don't have to go to the website and pull it down and then double click. So it saves me time to do all that. So especially like when patches come out for like Tuesdays or Thursdays or a big game comes out and then NVIDIA decides to update their drivers. I could just do one command and it updates all my apps at oh, one time. That's nice. Oh, wow. so I'm I've been having that. a lot of fun with that. Now, so it's like it, a batch file app or something. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, scripting stuff and it, it automatically does it for you. So that's been fun. And also, of course, you know, PS5 controller. So people have been excited about that. So 
That looks really, really good. And uh, Voice Meter Banana, which is the virtual audio mixing software, which I use on a regular basis. Um, I did a guide for that and that's been doing well. So yeah, those things. Nice, man. Okay, going back to the PS5 controller really quick. So I'm looking at it. I'm saying size-wise, it looks more like an Xbox controller. It's got that rounded, larger grip than the uh, PS4 one did. But other than that, same type of layout. What do you What do you think? I think making the changes for the controller, because all these controllers are inspired by previous generations, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that the fact that we're seeing that particular color scheme they're, they're doing a fantastic job to iterate on new technology because I know they're going to present you know, 3D audio. I think one of the issues that individuals are going to be upset about is the mic system that's kind of built into it, that uh, people are kind of turned off how that's going to be used. But I love controllers. So I think the design is really nice. So I love what they did there. Okay. Um, but in terms of the, the analog sticks, I like mine to be Xbox. So I don't like them right next to each other. I like uh, them. Yeah. yeah. I like that instead. So I'll use a C40 controller instead or even, you know, an Xbox controller uh, for PC. So I don't like the sticks that close. But to be fair, the PS4 controller is one of the best controllers ever made. Yeah, I was going to say, like, to me, I can't stand the Xbox controller. I've never liked it. And in fact, like, I'll play Destiny 2 and everybody's all, I mean, I'm always at the bottom of the rank, you know, when we go and do anything and I've got the least amount of kills because I just hate the Xbox controller. I've never been a fan of it and I'm very slow on it. And to me, console gaming is so inaccurate compared to a mouse and keyboard, you know, with mouse and keyboard, it's like, you're one of them. Oh no, but I mean, it's true. It's true. Oh, you're one of them. When I, when I turn on a mouse and keyboard, it's like, (laughs) boom, boom, precise movements. I can get headshots. I can snipe easily. No problem. When I'm on a, freaking you know xbox controller it's like i move and it's like whoa i'm i'm over there now and i'm like no i'm over here i'm like why can't it do small movements like a mouse and keyboard you okay so i don't know how this argument became an argument anywhere it's how we all grew up and and i'm not gonna spend time on it because i know you know time sensitive uh, with this particular uh, episode but what i will say is i use a controller on pc yeah my pc was built you know from parts last year july 2019 and when I play Destiny PvP, I do not have an issue taking out individuals. Hmm. Uh, and I've, I've been playing on controllers since 87. Well, there, so there you go. Me, That's yeah. There you go. 87 right there, dude. I have not been on controllers since like mid-2000s, I think was the earliest. So like okay. for me, I was on it's mouse. learned skill. For I was sure. on mouse and keyboard before anything. Like that's yeah. what I grew up with as a kid was a mouse and keyboard. And... I adopted controllers yeah, later into the 2000s and I was terrible at them and I've never been that good. So that's probably yeah. why we grew up with 100% the other. Yeah. But what I was going that's to say it. is I like the PS4 controller much better than the Xbox controller. And mm. for whatever reason, I have, I have very large hands because I'm six foot four, but they're thin hands. And so for me, having a smaller controller actually fits nicer than like that huge bulky you know, Xbox one controller. I don't know though. I mean, everybody's different. I know guys that love the bigger, bigger controllers and I can't even get my hands around them. Like, oh. I mean, depending on your budget, Mr. Heil. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can look at a C40 TR, which is a PS4 controller slash PC controller. And it, the weight of it is different than the PlayStation four controller. So you okay. can make it exactly like the analog sticks are on, the PS4, Interesting. or you can do it the other way around. So I've been using that. Uh, that's by Astro. 
Yeah, I see uh, that. gaming, that's nice. and that's really, really good. That's an expensive that's, that's controller my go-to right now. Oh, okay. You say, Mister Heil? Do you know how old these mics are? <laughs> I mean, really They're expensive, man. <laughs> no, they are. But do you know, I, I was very blessed to get these microphones back when we were doing a radio station. And that's awesome. we actually had a bunch of people help out and donate to buy these microphones. So I did not pay for these microphones out of my own pocket. And the radio station kind of moved into the whole podcasting realm. And that's where we're at today. So I didn't buy them. But no, I mean, back okay. then they well, were they were 300 a piece. And, and I know 300 a piece is expensive, but we bought these like eight, nine years ago. So okay. they're getting well, old, to your man. point. I didn't buy that C40 either. So <laughs> See, there you go. Oh, oh. <laughs> Astro sent it to you, huh? Hey, try this one out, Andrew. And you're like, oh, is that what happened? Yeah, they, they sent it to me. I, I interviewed them and that was good, good times. Astro has been good to me the last couple of years. So. You know, I want to say a lot of people have been good to you with your show. That's really cool that you'll interview them. You'll, you'll do your thing. And a lot of stuff has been sent to you, right? Over the years. Yeah. Most of my equipment for broadcasting or anything, cameras, keyboards, PCs have been either a transactional relationship or a transformational relationship. So Man. yeah, a lot of that stuff. Hey, Captain. Yes. We're interviewing the wrong people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I knew that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, know. like even the PC being built, man, that was friends <laughs> of friends and, oh, you know, man. all that stuff, man. That's the last awesome. system that I bought was 360. Every other thing has been either a gift or purchase for me. So that's I'm awesome. blessed, man. And I know I'm blessed. So thank God for that. That's so cool, dude. And again, very cool on that voice meter banana. That's awesome. I will Word, link, I'll link that, man. Check it out in the show notes, by the way. It's a almost 20 minute video here, but step by step on how to use that thing. So booyah. I mean, you and I have talked video a little bit, but you and I are going to talk more video off because I got so excited doing video with your show last week. And I thought, I'm not going to edit, man. I'm just, I'm going to go, it's going to be raw and real and pantless. That's the way we're going to do this on the show when I do video. But I mean, I'm telling you what, I'm excited to do video. It's good I, stuff. I'll have pants on, don't worry. I really want to do video. I really do. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. I have terrible it lighting. It changes everything. I know. It changes everything. Well, then, you know, I, what I think scary is that people are like, wow, you know, we love their voices. Captain and real Brian, their voices, they must be hot. And then when we get on video, they're going to be like, whoa, totally. I got to turn our cameras off because we're blinded with ecstasy. That's how beautiful those men are. No, you need to do the video because (laughs) a lot of individuals will remember, you know, seeing you in a video somewhere. And then later on, if you're, you happen to walk by at a convention, you know, whether you're Sean Cannell or Amy Landino or, you know, they recognize them because they've done a lot of video. It's true. And you know what? To be fair, we're average looking men. You know, I'm not a hot guy, uh, but I got Sarah and that's what matters. So speak for yourself, brother. Oh my God. (laughs) You know, the thing Uh, is who cares? In fact, I was so funny. I was, we've talked about this on the show too, you know, social media and I'm always joking that, you know, if you've got eight pack abs or you're a hot young girl, then, you know, you're not going to do well on social media. Right. But if you're one of those, you're going to do fine because you can just post pictures of yourself and everybody will follow you. I was joking around. Right. Sort of. And I was talking with one of my clients and she was saying the same thing because she's trying to train people on Instagram. (laughs) She was like, the hot young women are the only ones that can get successful on Instagram. And it was so funny because like she's very vocal about I am 51 years old and you know, that's the, and, and she's like, nobody wants to see a 51 year old body. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, but here's the thing. I'm getting tired of seeing all that, you know, young, look how awesome and beautiful I am like, fine. I mean, okay. Acknowledged, but 
what about just normal looking people who have great content and have great things to share? And we were kind of right. talking. I'm like, why can't we promote more of that? Because not everyone is blessed with perfect looks. So right. the rest of us are, you know, well, who cares? Get out there and do it anyway. Here's the thing. Just Everybody is beautiful in their own right. And that's the thing. That's what the, show. You that. believe that? I totally believe that. <laughs> I, I told. I don't care how ugly some I might, people I might may get be. hit for that. I was just kidding. <laughs> I was just kidding, guys. I really do, man. Everybody's got their own beauty, regardless. Now, of course, we all see things differently, but I want people to get out there and share the best them. You know, that's the right. beautiful part. And I just, I want people to do that. So I thought it was really funny though. My client brought that up. I'm like, we got to find our way around this. Oh, all right. So, uh, Captain Influence, you've been well, you've been nerding out Brian, and stuff. He, Quit bogarting the mic time, bro. Oh. Come on. Jerk. Speaking of, <laughs> so I, I was wondering last night, I was wondering where the phrase to bogart something came from. I've been saying it since I was probably in high school, maybe college. So a couple decades, right? And I suddenly, where did that phrase come from? You know, like, hey, quit bogarting the chips. Uh, you know, yeah. you, you all heard it, right? So I looked it up. Turns out the actor we all know, Humphrey Bogart, uh, you know, old, old school actor from the early 20th century, used to keep a cigarette in the corner of his mouth without ever taking it out when he was in all of his films. He always has a cigarette in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, and you've seen in more recent pop culture, people imitating that affectation where they have this unlit cigarette that's just kind of bobbing when they talk and whatnot. You've all seen it in like the, in the noir flicks and, and, uh, yeah. and skits on SNL and whatever. Well, it turns out the bogarting as a phrase started out as a drug-related slang term for people who kept a joint of marijuana too long without passing it to others. Wow. And so in the mid to late 20th century, that's what it meant. And then it's more from there. It has since been applied to anything that someone won't share, especially with regards to consumables. There you go. So, you know, you quit bogarting the chips or quit bogarting the, uh, the salad. Yeah. Or the microphone, whatever. Yeah. So, and I thought that was really interesting. So what other common sayings that, you know, what's the origin of a, a few other common sayings? And so I picked three that I found and I'll, and I'm, I'm ready to throw them at you. You ready? Bring it. Bring it. Okay. So first is hit the jackpot. Uh, this is one we've all heard. These are all, we, we've all heard these. Turns out hit the jackpot's an old poker term from the 1870s, around the 1870s. So just post-Civil War from a poker style game called Jacks or Better, where it's common for the antipod to grow a lot until someone wins with a three of a kind or better consisting of jacks or higher cards. Mm. So if the game lasts a long time, which it typically uh, it could, and the ante keeps growing and growing and growing, and finally somebody wins that ante, they hit the jackpot. Interesting. Yeah, and then, and then since then, it's just become in common usage uh, yeah. to, to indicate you know, that you got lucky or, or hit, you know, uh, something really fortuitous happened to you. Second one, beat around the bush. Oh, you know, common. It, it, you're beating around the bush. You're, you're kind of hemming and hawing and not getting to the point, right? This was actually derived from a medieval hunting term, beat the bush, that first showed up in a poem in, in, in literature. It first showed up in a poem circa 1440. Basically, it was the preamble to a hunt that was to have servants beat bushes with sticks. Oh, yeah. Uh, to drive out game birds. And, and you know, even in modern pheasant hunting or grouse hunting, you know, you often have either people or more often a, a hunting dog go, up, go ahead of the hunters and flush game out of the grass or whatnot. They're doing the same thing. So it was the preamble to the actual hunting of the birds 
which has translated to wasting time before getting to the point. So, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So the third and last one was throw someone under the bus. Um, yeah. One that we've I all use that one. Yeah, oh, we all do. And no, nobody was actually thrown under a bus. Oh, at least man. In this phrase. It's disappointing. So it, it was far less uh, controversial origin than I was expecting. But it turns out just a British journalist coined the phrase in 1982 in the London Times, and it has just gained momentum ever since, especially since the turn of the century. So, Wait, it's that uh, new? Yeah, it's that new. Wow. Uh, throw one under the bus was never a common phrase until the early 80s at the earliest, and really it didn't really take off in popular culture until the after the 2000s. Wow. So... Yeah. That's shocking. So there you go. That's cool. Isn't That's awesome. That yeah, I love that. You know what? I'm going to come up with some other common sayings that are colloquialisms or whatever that just kind of f- ones that frustrate me. Uh-huh. And I want to find out what the meaning is. So I'll throw those at you for future yeah. episodes. And yeah, that's cool. Do it. I'll- I'll do the homework. You throw the phrase at me and I'll find out where it came from. I love it. You remember when we would do like the word of the day, the definition and all that, the word of the week? That. We could do common sayings of, well, we could do a few common sayings of the week because I mean, I've, I always wonder like, where did this one come from? This is crazy. Yeah. Most of us don't really think about where those things come from. So no. when we find out, it's, it's really interesting to find out yeah. origins of those sayings. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we've been playing Borderlands three and having a good time, by the way, we, we just started, well, technically we just started that this last weekend. We'll play it again this weekend, you know? But so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. There's four of us rocking it. We've got Dr. Rob Dog with us and, of course, Johnny Pistol Shot. So we got a little foursome rocking it, having some fun. And it's great to actually have four co-op. It was so funny because Borderlands 3 said, we'll do a quick survey and we'll give you points and stuff like that. And, you know, points towards unlocking those golden keys and everything else. So I did the survey and they were saying, well, what are you most excited about? And I said, the co-op play, essentially. And I said, not enough games these days have good co-op storyline. It's usually just PvP or it's, you know, multiplayer chaos, whatever. But it's hard to find anything anymore that has a four-player co-op story mode. And so I was just like, guys, this is amazing. This is what one of the main reasons we love the Borderlands franchise. So I was just trying to give them some positive feedback. Man, oh man, I like the game though so far. But it's a lot of the same, you know, from part two. Although I think there's some different stuff coming that we don't know yet. What do you think, yeah. about, Captain? Oh, I'm loving it a lot, but it's a very much a sequel of Borderlands 2. It's just yeah. a more refined graphics, a little bit more refined gameplay. They've improved a few mechanics, but otherwise it's the same game, just with a new story. It's more colorful. Yeah. But yeah, I'm right there with you. I really enjoy the, the co-op aspect of it. What I don't know, though, is, and I could be totally off here, but I feel like the only co-op mode of that game is the story. So if you want, I mean, I, I don't know if there are any modes in that game where you can just get together with your friends and go off into some map and yeah, I don't just know. like you can with Division 2 or with Destiny 2, mm-hmm. other very similar games. So yeah, I don't know about that yet. Okay. Speaking of Destiny 2, I want to bring this one up again. We talked about this, you know, years ago, back when the game first came out and I played it and I had mentioned that, you know, it was grindy and Andrew, I know you've, you've played that game a lot, came back to it. After a few years, in fact, it was funny. I think the last time I played it was 2016 or 17 or something like that. I think it might have been 17, but I played through the story originally, loved the story. thought it was really well done. It was just way too short and then came back and I joined a couple guys and, you know, I love hanging out with these guys. So I was just like, all right, I'll, pl- I'll play. I'm not a big Destiny 2 fan anymore, you know, but I'll, I'll play it. 
Well, of course, you know, for them, it's brand new and we're, we're having fun and stuff and went through some of the story again. And I'm like, man, I forgot how great the story was. Once again, very short, got to play through one of the expansions that I had not played through. And again, super good, super short, have not bought the two latest expansions. It's still 50 bucks for both of them. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I'm going to wait for that to come <laughs> down like a lot between now and then. And then, of course, now they're doing this whole season pass thing, which just like, I mean, so many games these days are doing season pass things. You know, you pay 10 bucks for three or four months and then, you know, you pay another $10 for the next three to four months. And I'm like, ah, that's going to add up, you know? So you play through. Here's the thing, though. You can still play a lot on the quote free mode. But if you really want to get the benefits, you got to pay the $10. Mm. And I thought, eh, not a big fan when games do that. So not a huge fan of that already. And once again, I actually thought, because, you know, people were saying, okay, Destiny 2 is better. It's got a lot of new updates. So having come back after almost three years, it still feels very much the same to me. There's not a lot of change. You know, you go and you play literally the same map over and over and over and over and over for different modes, even though map. It's the same map, you know, like different gameplay. And again, I'm not a huge PVP fan because as I mentioned, you know, a few minutes ago, I'm just not that good at a controller. And so these guys are running around and, you know, they're awesome. And I'm just constantly dying. And I'm like, man, if I could be on a mouse and keyboard, I could at least hold my own. But it's not fun when you like spawn and die, spawn and die. And I'm just like, eh. But I I thought you had it on PC though, Brian. Yeah, but they're all on Xbox and you can't cross play. Oh, okay, got it. So, okay. like, you can you can cross save. So, right. if I play on Xbox, it saves, and I jump back in on PC, and it's I'm right where I left off. But right, yeah, I have to play with PC guys on the PC and Xbox guys on the Xbox, and yeah, they don't have PC, which, which is too bad. Uh, so, I'm <laughs> bummed. Honestly, if they had had cross play, we'd we'd be talking about a different story right now. But we played the Gambit mode; that's pretty fun. And then we did a raid. You've done these, Andrew, right? Uh, once or twice. Yeah. Back, okay. Back in the day, my first experience of raid way too hard. I mean, <laughs> these guys are good and it's not even that it's a difficult mode. It's that there's no room for error. If you mess up one tiny mechanic, you got to start all over. That's how right. wow. Yeah. It's intentional. Yeah, I know. But I mean, we, so we played this one t- this one small section at least 30 times. I mean, probably more like 50 times. We could never get past it. And we're just like, mm-hmm. and I, and you know, we've had this conversation on the show. I'm like, I work during the day. I don't <laughs> want to work in my games. Like, I, I mean, I don't mind a little bit of, of work, but you know, gaming is for fun. Gaming is to relax. So if I'm having to put in the same amount of in work intensity as I do in my daytime, I'm like, nah, I'm not into that. Now, some people are fine with that, but it was interesting. I was just like, the raid was fun. I really enjoyed it, but I was just like, this is insane. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. It all depends on what your tolerance is for a challenge. Some people, right. you know, like, like sure. my friend Eric, he can't stand easy mode on a game. He has to have the most challenge he can possibly have. Sure. And that's just his personality. Or I'm with you, if not more so. Yeah. Whereas I'm ultra casual gamer and I like a bit of a challenge. You know, it's not, I don't like to walk through or breeze through something, but anything where I have to keep doing it over and over and over to finally get it, I, I just get frustrated and quit. Yeah, so. we'll see. And that's the thing. Like I like challenge as well, but I don't like getting stuck in one spot for, you know, a hundred times and, you know, constantly repeating. Like, to me, it's not a challenge. That's madness to me. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or that's well, the it depends on what you're trying to get out of the game also. 
True, right? true. I know. So, that's, yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring this up because I figured everybody would have different perspectives. So what was your opinion of the raids? I think that they were difficult. Mm-hmm. I think that's intentional. And I think that if you really want uh, the weapons or the gear for that, then you just have to do it. That's really it. Do you enjoy you that level challenge? Uh, I do if the gear is good. I love pulse rifles for Destiny. So if there's a pulse rifle in that particular raid that I don't have, even right now I'm thinking of one of the last raids, I didn't. I do not have that pulse rifle because I think I have all of them except maybe one or two. Yeah. That still bothers me because that's my weapon of choice, right? Yeah. yeah. So when I'm playing, you know, Destiny Two, you know, I love how that gives me a groove with uh, the three shot burst for weapons. Okay. So if I know the raid has it and I hear it's good then that's fine. But if it's a particular level that I need to run over and over again to get a particular weapon that happens to be a pulse rifle, I'll do it. And that's just how I go about that. So now what about if it's a, so if it's a guarantee, like you do that, it's really challenging. You know, you're going to get that weapon. That makes sense. But what if it's a chance? If it's a chance, I'll still do it. Like even recently I was playing Division 2 and there was a LMG that I wanted called mm-hmm. the Bullet King. Mm-hmm. And the Bullet King, to get that, you have to play it at least on Heroic or Legendary to increase the chances. And I think the chances between Legendary and, and Heroic is 5 to 7%, right? Oh. So so wow. you're running it like six or seven times in a row with you know, matchmaking randos, right? Because you don't yeah. know these people. And you hope that they do it well enough to finish, you know, once you get to the boss. Sure. So I recently got that and the expansion's been out for Warlords of New York for Division 2 in March. That dropped this March. Mm-hmm. So I just got the RNG to drop me that particular weapon. Okay. But I've been trying on and off since March, right? Yeah. So it really depends on how bad you want it. Sure. You know, LMG is part of my loadout, so I really wanted it. And the perk is if you shoot and you get 100 hits, it refills your ammo as well as your allies' ammo. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? No. Oh, right? yeah, that's awesome. That for me was a need. So, you know, it's interesting get. because like we'll play Diablo 3 and I feel like they have finally mastered the drop rate. I mean, mm. when the game was new, it was on and off. You know, sometimes it'd be like, hey, you didn't see a legendary for, you know, 20 different rounds. And you'd be like, come on. Then it was like you were getting way too many drops and it was over the top. And I feel like it's a really good balance right now. That game is worth grinding in because one, it's fun and you can kind of turn your brain off and have a good time and you get good drops. But there are games and I think you brought up. Wow, Tony, where it's like we would do this. I don't even know. It was some crazy crazy raid or dungeon or something like that. And I mean, it would be a, I think it was a 6% drop for one mm. piece and you needed an entire set in order to take advantage of that one, you know, level. And so the whole point was, is that we, I think we played it 50 times and I never got one of the drops. And no, I'm like, see, that's, that's crazy. That's when you get to the point where you're saying, okay, I'm going to go choose a different game because <laughs> there's got to be there. The drops have to be higher in order to, I mean, some people don't care, but for me, it's like you can't dangle the carrot and keep taking it away from me. So I get what you're saying though. And it sounds like you're finding that the drop rates are good. Speaking of division mm, two, they're, I, they're low. They're really low. So is it they're maddeningly really low. low or is it more like, oh, it's, it's good. The five to 7% or, and yeah, heroic is difficult. So if you don't even have the right gear on you going in, you may be you're hurting the team instead of helping them. So I typically like the gear sets that gives my allies perks, right? Whether that's yeah, that makes sense. Uh, critical hits or critical chance or 
uh, there's a, a set called True Patriot for Division Two, where when you wear that, you can either debuff the enemies, you know, help out your opponents. So my gear set that I'm wearing going into a Division Two match, some way, shape, or form, is helping out my allies, including my main weapon. Right. Okay. So I like playing that way. So it's always a level of support there. All right. Well, thanks for you know explaining that because it's it's interesting to hear again different opinions, different perspectives. Yeah, That's what absolutely. I like. And I've always wondered because I'm I'm more like you, Captain, where it's like, eh, you know, I like to have fun and I want to enjoy my time and I don't want to be frustrated. Whereas Indeed. other people, they don't mind that. They really enjoy that. And, so And then fine. you become the superhero too. Like if you have yeah. all the goodies and you grinded for whatever that super weapon was, 50,000 hours. When they call for backup, yeah. you join in. You're their, you know, Master Chief. You're their That's superhero. True. That's awesome. Yeah, true. Yeah. And you know, some of these guys, they play eight hours a day and they've been playing this game three years straight. So right. that's cool, man. That's their job. That's their full-time job. I love it. Hey, speaking of healthy gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That was a little bit of a joke there. You got something. <laughs> T- tell us about this healthy gamer. What, what is this? Yeah, I, I don't even so, know. Uh, this particular doctor has had an interesting journey. He used to game. I think he tried to become a monk at one point. He was uh, doing a lot of stuff with Harvard. And he created uh, a channel and community called healthygamer.gg. And the conversations are also on YouTube and he does a lot of stuff on Twitch where he invites different gamers or different personalities on his platform to talk about whatever their challenges are. Oh, it's awesome. And what's interesting about that, whether the conversation is an hour, an hour and a half or whatever, you get perspective uh, from his expertise, you know, being Harvard, this, you know, and that and all the things that he's done in his life, that perspective you can apply to your life. So I like to watch those videos to hear that I'm not alone in some of the frustrations, whether that's creating content, trying to be better, you know, ego versus confidence, right? You know, self-awareness, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. All those topics that are, are covered from a professional standpoint, right? Because he is a professional in his field, as well as the fact that he's one of us, right? The yeah. gamers. Yeah. So healthygamer.gg, definitely check him out. His name is Dr. Kanogia. Kanogia, I think Kanogia. That's, that's how you pronounce it. Cool. Uh, psychiatrist or foreign gamer. Uh, his training includes working with the world's leading medical institutions, Harvard, McLean Hospital, and Massachusetts General Hospital. So he's, he's pretty dope, pretty That's down-to-earth awesome. guy, and uh, he's pretty cool. So wait, he's talking mostly about video game addiction, but then helping gamers to overcome that to still be able to play, but just doing it in a healthy perspective. Is that kind of what I, I'm not entirely sure? He brings, he brings every, because ex- he did, I think, uh, psychoanalysis um, for his expertise, from what I understand. So he brings uh, his expertise to those conversations. And depending on what the person is struggling with, he'll give them, you know, steps to take care of those things. Sure. So one day it could be, you know, sex addiction. The other day it could be like, you know, gaming addiction or how to deal with family or how to deal with loss. So it's a whole bunch of stuff. That's awesome. But the fact that he's a gamer, he's he has that expertise. Some individuals will have an easier time speaking with him because he can relate. Right. Because he he gamed and he used to play a lot of those things. Yeah. So he used that platform to bring his expertise to something that he's enjoyed over the years himself. So that's awesome. Uh, he, he's really good. Um, we've talked about this on the show, but it's it's conversations I've had recently, you know, about everyone's like, oh, Brian, you're a nerd. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not like a, a normal. We've had this conversation. But <laughs> the thing that I've kind of wondered is like, how do we become what I call balanced nerds or healthy nerds. Mm. I, mean, I kind of like this healthy gamer thing. And I've never really been able to come to a good conclusion on this one because I find that either 
people are like, well, I like nerdy things, but I'm not a nerd. Or they say, I'm a nerd. Then I'm starting to realize that I'm like, well, I wonder if it's not about identity as much as it is about balance, responsibility, healthiness, you know, that kind of thing. Like maybe a lot of the nerds that are saying I like nerdy things, but I'm not really a nerd are saying I'm actually a healthy nerd because I've learned how to balance this. I've learned how to balance, you know, family and responsibilities and stuff like that versus other people who have not learned that yet. You know, there are a lot of issues that they're dealing with and, you know, maybe you you know what I mean? You know, those things, I'm not going to get into it too deeply, but I'm, I don't know, like hearing about healthy gamer and looking at the website right now and stuff, it kind of gives me like, okay, maybe maybe there is a hope for this, like having a balance in a nerdy life. He's doing great work. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think those, those things are needed because um, we need, to know that we're not alone in a lot of these situations. So totally, man. Yeah. Well, we joked about our love for Star Trek when we were reviewing Picard and <laughs> I was recalling so many, uh, you know, useless bits of knowledge from the next generation and going, man, this is ridiculous. I'm a nerd, <laughs> man. But then I was you were like, surprising yourself. I was, you know, but then you kind of step back well, and say, that. but Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm balanced now in this and, and, you know, as much as I love Star Trek Picard and I'm enjoying it, I'm balanced in my, my viewpoint of it. And by the way, uh, Garrett's got some great thoughts coming up on Picard on Monday. So don't forget about that. But yeah, it's, it's good. I think, I think balance in life is really good. It goes back. Everything we've talked about today has a lot with balance. So what is a quick side note? I just want to share with you. I really like the way you put your show notes together. Oh, thank you. Like your, your formatting. It's really dope. So that's, that's a side note. <laughs> that's good to hear because I was like, man, I don't yeah. know what the heck I'm doing. These things seem so no, no, disorganized. It's good. It's good. I like it. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. All right. So what else uh, What else are you working with with gaming? Any other okay, recommendations? Okay, so the last thing is tying into the Destiny conversation and lore and storytelling and, and proper research. Uh, Bife is a YouTuber that does a fantastic job. And I think that's an understatement on putting in lore stories together oh, wow. that are coherent, right? So I think before, I think Destiny 2 was getting ready to release their recent major expansion, he pretty much outlined the whole story from Destiny 1 to Destiny 2 and like, you know, movie format with animations. And and of course, oh. his voice helps because he's a UK guy. So um, he has a good voice for, yeah. for that stuff. So um, he's great for lore and uh, research a particular character, whether it's Destiny or any game that has a lot of lore thing, Warframe, et cetera, et cetera. So he's a good uh, YouTube page to uh, keep an eye out for those things. Nice. Well, I'm glad too, because I was actually thinking about going through the original story of Destiny because, you know, the first story was so well put together and the next two were a little confusing, Mm. but um, it's kind of nice to see. You know, it's funny. We're, We're playing Black Desert online and I've mentioned that I think a couple of weeks ago. And I really like the game, but the way they put the story together is so disjointed. It's very confusing. Half the time you're like, wait, who's this? What's going on? Because then you got a side quest and it takes you off on some other tangent. And it's weird because when you talk to an NPC, you know, they're actually vocalizing something that has absolutely nothing to do with the story and the quest that you're on. And you're reading something that's completely different from what they're saying, which is also, I think, a really poor design from the game standpoint. But sometimes you're just like, can somebody just tell me what's going on right now and give me like a, a synopsis of the story? And then I'll be like, oh, OK, so this yeah. is exactly what this guy does. I think that's great. And, and of course, a lot more than that. He's got Destiny 2 complete story. Looks like he's got Doom Eternal Lore. Oh, huh. boy, that would be interesting. 
Uh, is it mostly just those or does he a oh, Warframe? Oh my gosh, he's got he does a lot, a lot of, stuff of different here. things. Oh. He's his channel, that's what he is great for lore and just, you know, snapshots of different characters, you know, deep dive into a particular uh, individual. He does a yeah. lot of those things very well. Present presentation is really good too. Nice. All right, well, I will put these links in the show notes. They'll be at realbryanshow.com/221. 221 already. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's life, awesome, man. Congrats, oh, man. Thank you. Bife will be in there. Fast. It goes fast. Yeah, it does, dude. Um, Bife. So Bife's channel will be in there. Uh, the healthy gamer will be in there. What else are we going to put in there? Oh, chocolatey software. Of course, your voice meter banana tutorial. And of course, all of your contact info, Andrew. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah uh, YouTube. YouTube is the, the major one right now. Oh, uh, which okay. is my first and last name right now. So just Andrew All right. Yeah. I'll link it in there also. Okay. That's so awesome, dude. So now you're doing, by the way, just explain to listeners here. You've got two things going on right now. You've got the show radio, but then well, talk about both of those real quick. So right now the, the focus has been to have a lot of conversations with individuals during this time, right? COVID time. I've been podcasting since 2009. Uh, that's August, 2009. We reached over 500 episodes, which you know we're very proud of. And of, of course, uh, adding video to that has, has been fun. So we're doing a lot of that uh, video uh, bits and pieces of those particular episodes on, on YouTube. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to share that and, and create tutorials. I'm working on a troubleshooting guide for a voice meter or audio latency for uh, Windows 10. Uh, so I'm in the process of creating that right now. Just just things that people can refer back to that's, you know, considered evergreen. And if there's an evergreen, you know, clip and any conversations that I have, I'll begin to post those separate. But we are over 500. And uh, really, how did we get here, right? So yeah, the short version is if you focus on loving the process and not the accolades, you'll get whatever goal you're trying to reach with podcasting, right? I love that. I think it's if you focus on accolades instead of loving the process to create anything, that's when the problem, uh, you know, that's when the hurdles come, right? Yeah. So uh, we're just fine. (laughs) Yeah, you're just fine. You're just fine. (laughs) Yeah. You know, even even just starting out this particular uh, episode, I had audio mic issues trying to figure that out. And I think that just loving the process of uh, figuring it out and making it work. And then just moving on. I mean, right now it's youtube.com slash Andrew Alliance, which is the main funnel for everything. We do have uh, the blog, which um, is a little outdated, but uh, it's theshowradio.info. The hub right now is YouTube and everything funnels down from that. So, yeah. I, I, I have a question then, Andrew. Uh, 500 plus episodes is like its own time capsule almost. Are all 500 plus episodes archived in, in, in uh, YouTube? Can, can someone start at number one and just go? So what's interesting about that, I started off with uh, Block Talk Radio. I did 1 to 115 with Block Talk Radio, and then I switched over to Libsyn, uh, oh. which is a great host for audio, and from 115 on to 536. I think that's where we are. Wow. Uh, that's been more on the audio feed. So, And that's not even counting stuff that we didn't necessarily number. So if we were to really number everything, it's probably going to be just, you know, being fair over 600 right wow. at this point wow that's um, a lot then yeah but it's been it's been fun a lot of you know learning a lot of growth 
And I think that the numbers really don't matter. It just you still have to stay in touch with why we're really doing it, right? Is to connect right. with people. Sure. And I think that once you stay grounded in that way, you know, everything will will come together. People will know who you are. But video really makes it happen much faster because they can see you. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right. We'll do video here. But I love that. I love, <laughs> dude, focus on loving the process. I think that's so true. And yeah, don't focus on the accolades. And you know what, though? Here's the thing. I think most podcasters love the accolades. Let's be honest. But I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But focus on loving the process is right. is so true. And honestly, like, why did you get started in the first place? Because you did right. love the process. Even right. though, yes, you love the accolades and everything else too, but if you love the process, you're going to enjoy it. You know, I agree with you because there's a lot of podcasters, a lot of business people who will say, I want to do a podcast. Their focus is on the results and right. not the process and not the fact that it's like it's helping their whole process, not even just their fun process. It's like helping their business process. It's all doing that. Right. So I really feel like that's a really good life lesson in general. Focus on loving the process in life, even going through COVID situation right now. Exactly. The process exactly. of isolation and getting through all this. And then the truth really, at the end of the day, it's all marketing, right? All of it. Everything is. <laughs> if we're honest, it's all marketing. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, you know, for your show or for COVID? <laughs> anything, anything, anything we post on social, Instagram, any yeah. picture, anything. It's all marketing. So right? it will stick somewhere. If I suck at marketing, does that mean that I'm screwed? No, I think it's... Um, because You're it's all a process, right? Yeah. Because yeah. We, we all started, if I look at stuff I did back in like 2011 and how I'm doing it now, it's a little bit more intentional, right? Yeah. Uh, but the content that I did is still available and people can see the growth if, yeah. if they want to. Yeah, for so, sure. So I think that it's all marketing, whether it's posting on uh, you know, YouTube or being invited on a show, inviting guests on your show, it's all marketing at the end of the day. That's it, Captain. You and I have to go shirtless on video. <laughs> Looking forward to it. It's I'm the only way gonna we're going to make this happen, man. Nose up. I'm going from the nose up. <laughs> nose up. All right. I'll be, uh, I'll be shirtless from the uh, chin up. It'll be awesome. Well, Andrew, thank you. Appreciate it, man. I'm glad you guys thank come you. back. We'll have you back soon. A lot sooner than uh, we did last time. We'll talk more. And, but yeah, thanks for being on. Thanks for giving the time today too, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Captain, thank you too, man. I'm glad you... Sorry you had to be on the phone today. I know we had some challenges with, um, you know, the internet, but hey, that's what's going on right now. It worked out. It It worked out. It did, and you still sound great. So, all right. Again, realbryanshow.com slash 221. And before we leave, we have something just beyond important that you absolutely must hear. Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. As I'm staring at our last roll of toilet paper... I'm very glad I can't shake anyone's hand anymore. You know what the music means. Uh... <laughs> we had a saying we were going to say this week, and I spaced it. And it was from a video game. Uh... And it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have it next week. Don't worry. All right. Lord Thunder's planning on joining us next week as well. It's going to be fun. But in the meantime, see you Monday with Garrett and Megan. Real Brian Show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.